You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, Georgia held their pro day yesterday. We'll hear some audio from Matt Stinchcomb as he gives his thoughts on who stood out. Also, the Florida Gators, they have been full into their spring practices. We're going to catch up with Bailey Carlton of GatorCountry.com to get an update on how Dan Mullen's crew is looking so far in 2021. Tennessee paused all their football activities due to COVID issues, so still not out of the clear yet for uh, when it comes to this virus. And tailgating back at LSU, we'll give you the details. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. we got a lot we got to cover. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. As expected, the recruiting dead period is likely ending this summer. From a quote from the NCAA, council members discussed several possible models, including one that will return all sports to their regular recruiting calendars by June 1st. College football recruits are expected to be able to take official visits to campus for the first time this June since March of last year. And Dan Mullen's staff has wasted no time in setting up a big recruiting weekend in Gainesville. According to Rivals.com, seven prospects are already scheduled to visit Florida the weekend of June 4th. So don't let Dan Mullen be outdone. I'm sure there will be a lot of SEC schools starting to get recruits back on campus come that first week of June. Over in Athens, Georgia held their pro day yesterday. Auburn, they're going to hold theirs today, so we'll give you some takeaways from Auburn's uh, by tomorrow on tomorrow's show but Ben Cleveland the big offensive lineman he did not have the bench press numbers that he wanted he had 30 reps which is really good but came up short of the record 49 that he wanted to break but the longtime Georgia offensive lineman still managed to make a splash on social media thanks to an impressive 40 yard yard dash run he ran a 497 at 343 pounds really good time there for the big guy and uh, meanwhile, cornerback Eric Stokes likely made himself a lot of money yesterday following an impressive performance, running the 40-yard dash twice, clocking it at a 4.25 and a 4.29, according to Senior Bowl exec Jim Nagy. Following that impressive showing, Stokes was asked about his times. He said, quote, speed-wise, it was just another day. On Paul Feinbaum's show yesterday, analyst Matt Stinchcomb talked about who stood out at Georgia's Pro Day, in his opinion. That really jumped out today was Aziz Ojolari, and a lot of people knew that he was the top prospect coming into this pro day, and he did nothing but build on that reputation, moved well, showed power in the bench reps, showed his ability to play in space, an area that he felt as if there were questions from the NFL's perspective on his game. So he demonstrated improvements in all those areas, if that was even necessary. And the other guy was Eric Stokes. Eric Stokes kind of was a, a, a viral sensation saying that he ran about a 4-2-40 that was demonstrated at a, a training facility. Well, you know, he did it out here in front of the NFL scouts as well, and that's where it counts the most from an evaluation standpoint. What's most important is how quick he is and how fast he is 
on the football field, but both of those two Georgia defenders, they really acquitted themselves well here today at the Pro Day, and I think it'll help them a lot when the NFL draft rolls around. Stinch also asked who stood out on the offensive side for Georgia. Big Ben Cleveland, uh, offensive guard, a guy that had a ton of playing time here at Georgia. Uh, big, strong guy. Didn't put up the numbers that we would have anticipated on the bench reps, only 30 reps, which is still a great number. But for a guy that's so outsized, big as he is, perhaps underwhelming, but he moved well, ran well, and did well in the drills, as did Trey Hill, uh, who played center for Georgia here this past year. That again, Matt Stinchcomb on the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday on the SEC Network. Now, speaking of the SEC Network, they put out their schedule of SEC spring games coming up. And uh, this weekend, Saturday, March 20th, 2 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network Plus, Missouri's Black and Gold Spring Game will air there. Then coming up in a couple weeks, on Saturday, April 17th, it'll be the Mississippi State Maroon and White Game at noon on SEC Network Plus, as well as Vanderbilt's Black and Gold Spring Game. Then at 1 p.m. on ESPN on April 17th, that'll be the Alabama A-Day Game as well as uh, LSU's National L Club Spring Game. That'll be on the SEC Network Plus. 2 p.m. on April 17th, it'll be Georgia's G-Day, as well as Auburn's A-Day. Again, these will all be streaming on your SEC Network Plus app. Uh, And then 3 o'clock on April 17th, it'll be Arkansas's Red-White Spring Game. Following Saturday, April 24th, South Carolina's Garnet Black Spring Game, Texas A&M's Maroon and White Spring Game, uh, then later that afternoon, Tennessee's orange and white game. And then at 5 p.m. Eastern on the 24th, Ole Miss's Grove Bowl. So there you go. All uh, the SEC teams minus Florida and Kentucky not having their spring games. Speaking of Tennessee, yesterday the Volunteers paused all football activities due to multiple positive COVID tests among players and staff members, contact tracing, and subsequent quarantines. Tennessee is scheduled to begin their spring practice on Tuesday and play their spring game at Neyland on April 24th. But yesterday's developments could, however, alter the program's calendar. Tennessee spokesman Owen Driscoll said all those involved have worked with university contact tracing and taking their precautions. It's unknown how many people associated with the football team tested positive for the coronavirus amid this latest cluster. Tennessee currently scheduled to complete 15 spring practices during a five-week period but that schedule could be altered. Teased it earlier, but tailgating back at LSU. LSU announced yesterday they have loosened their restrictions on pregame tailgating for their spring sports, which will allow limited gatherings on campus before games. And uh, that'll be for the first time since the coronavirus pandemic really began March of last year. In a release yesterday, LSU said fans can tailgate starting this weekend before number 10 LSU Baseball host number six, Mississippi State, the start of SEC uh, baseball play. It'll be Friday night at Alec Box Stadium. The school has not decided yet on a tailgating policy for the fall as of yet, but tailgating had been banned on LSU's campus since last fall. Now, after receiving approval from their governor's office, the school will allow up to 15 people from the same household to congregate in parking lots and around motorhomes. I don't know how they're going to prove 15 people are from the same household. (laughs) But uh, LSU will allow 10 by 10 tents, coolers, tables, chairs, grills, and yard games. It will require face coverings if you are outside the tailgate area under the new rule 
LSU can fill its outdoor spring sports venues up to 50% capacity. Hey, cornhole is social distancing, right? You can do that. The uh, Clark Lee era over in Nashville officially began yesterday as Vanderbilt took the field for the first spring practice of the year. Their spring camp will run through April 17th. That's when they'll have their spring game. Well, there was a noticeable difference out on the practice field yesterday under the new era of Clark Lee. As you looked on uh, West End, as none of the Commodores had numbers on their practice jerseys. That was something pointing out, pointed out by Adam Sparks of the Tennessean as he was in attendance for the first practice at Vanderbilt yesterday. Over in hoops action, a week after news broke that Auburn freshman Justin Powell was entering the transfer portal, another Auburn Tiger is entering the portal. Junior Jamal Johnson will be on the move. Multiple outlets confirming that report. Johnson appeared in all 27 games for Auburn, averaging almost 10 points per game last year. He stepped up at point guard after Sharif Cooper's ankle injury. It will not be Johnson's first time transferring. However, he came to Auburn ahead of the 2019 season, transferring in from Memphis. And one more note, it's good news for Mizzou. I don't know if I'd call it good news, however, as Oklahoma coach Lon Kruger announced yesterday that his starting guard, uh, Devian Harmon, will not play against Mizzou in the tournament this weekend. According to Kruger, Harmon tested positive for COVID and will be out at least this weekend. So even if Oklahoma were to get by Mizzou, Harmon would not be eligible until the round of uh, or will not be eligible in the round of 32. But Missouri and Oklahoma are scheduled to play on Saturday. Again, don't want to say it's good news that a guy tested positive for COVID, but good news from the aspect of uh, one of Oklahoma's best players will not be on the court versus Mizzou. And that is around the conference. Coming up next, we're going to talk all things Florida Gators with Bailey Carlton of GatorCountry.com. Find out how Dan Mullen's crew is looking, getting ready for next season. Need to remind you about our friends at rockauto.com. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com right now, you could shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Look, the weather is starting to warm up out there. You may need something just to top off your coolant. Haven't used your AC in a while. You've been using just the heater. They have everything you could ever want from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, whatever it is, whether it's for your classic, car or just daily drivers like you and I, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is very easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your car and choose from the band brands, specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all prices at rockauto.com always reliably low and the same for you and I go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck and make sure you're right locked on in their How did you hear about us box so then they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need it's rockauto.com roll along here locked on sec and we'll be going all across the sec as a lot of the uh, football schools will be getting into uh, their spring practices also a lot of us in the ncaa tournament coming up this weekend and one of those teams that's been practicing for a little while now with their spring football practice and also going to be in the ncaa tournament this friday are the florida gators and join us now to talk all things florida is bailey carlton from gatorcountry.com you can follow her on twitter at bailey carlton that's bailey with two eyes and she joins us now bailey how's it going 
Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. Is that how you normally refer to you? Do you let people know it's Bailey with two eyes? I I just let them spell it however they want to, honestly. <laughs> I, I'm so used to it at this point. I don't even care. I don't even notice it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that the ultimate test is the Starbucks get it right. I'm sure uh I'm sure they're oh, yeah. they're ne- wrong ne- more often than ne- not. Ne- yeah. <laughs> Uh, let, let's jump into it, Bailey. Before we get into some football talk, uh, a, a quick basketball question. Obviously, Friday morning, 11-15 Central, 12-15 Eastern, the 7-seed Florida Gators will take on the 10-seed Virginia Tech Hokies. And I was surprised looking around at you know, Bet Online and a bunch of the other services have the Hokies as a one-point favorite. What are your thoughts on this uh, Mike White squad and, and their chances this Friday? Yeah, um, you know, most people were kind of expecting Florida in, to end up in that, you know, dreaded 8-9 seed game uh, after a really rough end of the season and, you know, quite honestly, getting embarrassed by Tennessee in the SEC tournament. Um, but, you know, as far as their chances, you, you can really never predict what this team is going to look like from game to game. You know, it, there's times that Florida has looked like a top 10 team in the country, but then, you know, they come back the next time out and they just look like a totally different team. Um, You know, for me, I think that Florida really goes as Trey Mann goes. You know, he only had two points in the first half against Tennessee, and then he went on to score 30. So, you know, if he would have played that way the entire game, Florida probably could have ran away with it, but, you know, at the same time, you can't you can't expect him to do it all. It's not just Trey Mann, but you know, we've got to see some more consistency from Florida's other players. You know, like Colin Castleton. Um, if if Florida has any kind of uh, chance to make a run in this tournament, it it's just we're really going to have to see some pretty big changes um, from that standpoint. Um, as far as the the uh, chances against Virginia Tech. I really think that Florida has a, a good shot to win this one. I think they'll come out how they have uh, in, you know, certain points this season where they they do look like one of those top ten teams. But after that, it, it's really just seeing, seeing how things go. Uh, it all depends on which team shows up. Yeah, and a lot's going to depend on how these teams respond to playing in the bubble, the bubble life of Indianapolis. I've heard a lot of schools already, uh, you know, they feel like they're in lockdown, having to sit in their hotel rooms, wait for their COVID tests to come back and all that. So that's a whole nother thing that could uh, that could affect teams as they they get ready for this tournament. But Bailey, let's uh, let's switch gears and talk a little football. I know Dan Mullen and the Gators, they were the first SEC team to hit the the field for spring practice. They've uh, been going for a handful of days now. Any big takeaways so far for the Gators anybody really standing out to you um you know yeah first of all about about Florida getting out there early you know Mullen has been really adamant so far that the early start to spring practice is going to really benefit uh their younger players and everything uh for with this extra month to watch themselves on film um before the start of the season He, he even said on Monday that it might not just be a thing where they're doing it this year. They might continue to do it for years to come. Um, but, you know, for standouts, it's honestly hard to really give you a good, clear answer there because I'm sure you've seen we're mostly watching it from Instagram Live. Right. Uh, Media is not allowed out at the field. It, you know, half the time, you know, how uh, live videos go, it looks like they're filming it on a potato or something. But um, <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. But um, you know, from what from what we've seen so far, 
I've really been impressed with some of Florida's receivers. Um, you know, Xavier Henderson, Jacob Copeland, Trent Whittemore. Uh, those are some guys who really, really look good. And, um, you know, we kind of saw glimpses of that last season. Uh, Copeland is more of a veteran guy uh, with some experience out there. But we've had a big question of, you know, who is going to take the place of Kadarius Tony, of Trayvon Grimes, of Kyle Pitt? Um, and, you know, it's yet to be seen, but I think, I think those guys have a really good chance of, uh, making up for some of that slack there. Well, speaking, um, speaking of the receivers, okay. they're, they're going to need somebody to, to get them the ball. And I saw coach Mullen said there, there are certain deep throws that Emory Jones can make better that, that Kyle Trask can, uh, did because he has a stronger arm. We already know about Emory's mobility. Is it crazy to think as good as Kyle Trask was last year? I don't want to take anything away from him, but maybe that quarterback spot could be even more dynamic this year with Emory Jones. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing to me right now, is a stronger arm does not always equal better. You know, we all know Emory has a cannon. He's he's got a really great arm, and you know, in bits of, in bits and pieces we've seen from practice, uh, he's looked good at times. But the accuracy on those long balls is still lacking. Uh, I obviously think Dan Mullen knows way more than any of us do. So you know, I I definitely think that uh, Emory could have a great season, but uh, you know, even though Kyle Frass last year, he didn't have the strongest arm, he could pretty much place the ball wherever he wanted to. And he had guys like Kyle Pitts who could make up for it when he didn't place it where he wanted. So, you know, if Emory can take that accuracy to the next level over the offseason, his potential is really through the roof. Um, and, you know, last night, uh, one of Florida's running backs, Nate one Wright, he, he compared the offense to what Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are doing right now. Wow. So, you know, I'm really excited to see Emory take over this offense and kind of watch it evolve with a guy who has this kind of versatility. More with Bailey Carlton right after this. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action, and that includes the NCAA tournament March is upon us, and it is time for you to get in on the action. I know you're all doing the brackets. We got our own uh, that you can find in the show notes to this podcast if you want to get in on the Locked On bracket. But brackets aside, you got to get in on the daily action. I had somebody telling me yesterday, like, hey, I was looking at bet online, and I like that over on the Arkansas Colgate game. You got to bet the overs. You can't do that with a bracket, but you can do it at betonline.ag. They've got all the tournament games, the overs, the unders, the spreads, all of it. You need to go check them out right now. It is real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has also got you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. And you want to make sure that when you sign up, you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Head to their website right now. You can do so on your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. It is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you guys about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-in-protein, high-in-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. 
It is Built Bar Madness, and today's matchup, it's a pretty good one. We're looking at the cookie dough chunk as the highest seed in here in the Sweet 16, taking on that winner of the first round from the German chocolate against salted caramel. Cookie dough chunk is the heavy favorite. So if you guys like that one, you want to get in and vote on it, or if you like a different matchup, you can get in on it at the voting at uh, BuiltBar.com, or you can go to their Twitter account at bar underscore built on Twitter. And when you uh, go to their website and you find something you might like, use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You'll get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Just want to remind you guys about all the other different locked on podcasts there are out there. Just about every single SEC school we got you covered with locked on Bama. We got locked on Auburn, locked on Vols, just about any school that you're looking for. And of course, all those great hosts on our locked on podcast network will have you covered with all the teams in the uh, NCAA tournament or in the NIT. They'll got you covered. So uh, just search locked on. And whatever school you're looking for, you'll find them wherever you find your podcast. Bailey, I think there were a lot of folks surprised that Florida ended up keeping defense coordinator Todd Grantham around for another year. Obviously, the the defense underperformed last season. How hot is that seat for uh, Coach Grantham? And is it just kind of understood that the defense has got to be better this year? Yeah, uh, I, I'd say it's pretty warm for him right now. Um, you know, up is really the only way things can go at this point. I think it was a really big shock to a lot of people that, uh, you know, Mullen retained Grantham after really a disaster last season. Um, but so far we have seen a lot of players vouching for him uh, this spring. You know, what else are they supposed to do? They're not going to say anything bad about their coach, but they pretty much say that, you know, he's putting them in position to go make plays, but they've just got to go make them. But, you know, still at the same time, Mullen obviously saw a need for some kind of change uh, after last season. And, you know, the glaring issue was in the secondary. So he went out and got uh, Wesley McGriff and Jules Montanar to coach the secondary this season. You know, we'll see if that's enough uh, to fix the problems or if they run a little deeper than that. But I would, I would have to say if there's not a drastic improvement, um, you know, as much as Mullen really likes Grantham and believes in him, the pressure to make some pretty wholesale changes is going to be too big to just, you know, throw another Band-Aid over it and call it a day. Yeah, I know. I was watching from social media. I know a lot of Florida fans were not happy to <laughs> to have him back, but here's hoping he uh, he turns it around. Uh, what what are the expectations for? I, I know that there, there's not going to be a spring game uh, for Florida and Kentucky. Those are the two schools so far that have announced no spring games, but everybody else seems uh, to be on board. But what are the expectations for fan attendance? I know some schools are kind of coming out saying we hope it's full attendance by the fall. What what's kind of the rumblings you're hearing right now for Ben Hill Griffin Stadium come? September. Yeah, um, I mean, so far, every everything seems like people are, you know, staying on the bright side here, looking up. Mullen said on Monday that he has real hopes that they can pack the swamp this fall. You know, last time he said that, it didn't go over so well. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, I, I think I think now it's it's a little more acceptable, and uh, people are starting to believe that. You know, may, maybe we're not going to pack the swamp, but at least get some some better uh, capacity out there. Um, 
you know, I, I think that that would be incredible for us to get back to some kind of normalcy. The season was just so crazy. And, you know, we were all thankful that there was a football season, but now, uh, you know, with vaccinations and everything being available, uh, I, I think that the feeling is by September, we're going to see some pretty decent crowds out there. Yeah, I think that's what, that's what a lot of people are hoping for, and hopefully this thing continues to ramp up and uh, we get everybody taken care of and safe and we get back to what SEC football is supposed to feel like in the fall. Bailey Carlton, GatorCountry.com is the website. Let our listeners know what you got up at the website this week. Yeah, uh, we've got a ton going on this week, you know, between basketball on Friday and spring practice is actually wrapping up this Saturday. Um you know, baseball and softball are playing some big SEC series this weekend. Uh, so we'll have a ton of coverage over the next few days on all of that stuff. Um, and then, you know, as things kind of start to slow down and uh, we go into this off-season kind of thing, uh, we're going to start taking a dive into some of the freshmen that Florida has coming in. So I'm really excited about that, uh, just more of a get-to-know-them kind of series. Um, so yeah, lots, lots of really cool stuff coming up. Um, and yeah, I, I hope everyone follows along and yeah, just really excited about it. Bailey, great stuff. Great to talk with you. We'll uh, have to do this again real soon and, uh, get some thoughts on uh, Gator as the football, the Gators as the football season gets closer. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. It was really great to talk to you. Awesome. Thanks so much. That's uh, Bailey Carlton of GatorCountry.com. You can follow her on Twitter at Bailey Carlton. That's B-A-I-L-I-E-G-H Carlton. So uh, check out her stuff at uh, GatorCountry.com. That is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. We'll be back tomorrow for a full edition breaking down and getting you ready for the start of all the tournament action. We'll be previewing Friday's game, so hopefully you're listening early to the podcast tomorrow because, as I mentioned, the Gators get started at 11.15 Eastern, uh, Central 12.15 Eastern. So we'll preview all the SEC games happening Friday and Saturday. We'll get some picks for you as well. And make sure you're doing all your uh, sports betting this week at betonline.ag. A reminder, we do have our bracket challenge up in the notes of this uh, podcast. So if you just go in there, you can find the link. If you guys want to sign up and get in on the Locked On uh, College Network bracket challenge, you can do that as well. But looking forward to it. We'll also have a recap of Auburn's Pro Day. Again, Pro Day season continues on. We'll uh, have more to come on that in the next couple weeks as well. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow here on Locked on SEC. Have a great day, everybody.